0: Welcome to the Light Bears Institute podcast, where we seek to improve biblical literacy by discussing key
1: storylines
0: and themes in scripture.
1: Welcome back to the Light Bears podcast. My name is Ryan Martin, and I serve as director of missions for Light Bears. Today, we welcome back into the studio one of Lightbears' longtime partners, Sam Nike, who lives in the state of Orissa in India. And he's visiting us this week here in Fayetteville. I'm grateful to have you in the studio. For the Light Bears Podcast.
0: Thank you very much, Brother Ryan, coming into the mission board and to the mission director because God has a mission.
1: For those listeners who have followed our podcast, you'll remember that we did an initial interview with Sam a few years back where he was able to share his personal testimony, his call to ministry, and how his life and ministry intersected with Light Bears. We also were able to highlight as a part of that podcast edition a strategic partnership that Light Bears was able to help fund as it related to transportation for Sam to be able to travel about to the various villages that he's working in, assisting in church planting work. As well, Sam was able to recount some of the persecution that has taken place over the last number of years there in India, and how the gospel has continued to flourish and be furthered, even as a result of that persecution, not too dissimilar to what we see even in the book of Acts in chapter 8 and 9 there. Today, Sam, I want to build off of that podcast and that conversation that we had a couple years back. And first, just to ask you, as you've recounted even in your personal testimony, how your family can trace their lineage of faith all the way back to the Baptist Missionary Society that sent out the likes of William Carey. Share with us a bit more broadly as we're now in 2021, what is the state of Christianity and really the state of the church there in India?
0: We definitely be grateful to the William Carey and the Baptist Society of Missionary London. During that day, there was no flight, nothing, but William Carey was a very obedient. He was professionally, he was a cobbler, but God had a call to him and he could see the urgency of the country of India, the social evil system, tradition, religion, he studied and he came to uh, India, through the ship to West Bengal and he landed into Sundarban, Shrampur, where his children died. His wife became like a mentally retarded. His printing press was burned and he became a professor in Sanskrit in the Calcutta University. He was a man of wisdom, though he is a short, but he was a very powerful Baptist missionary to India. And he was able to translate 39 languages. The Bible, India has a lot of languages and he had encountered with the evil system. Like when a husband dies, the woman is burnt alive on the funeral of a husband. And to that, he was an instrument to eradicate that evil system that when a young husband dies, a young woman just married and to be burnt alive, what a terrific cruel kind of religious society. There are some Indians also who associated with him. Those are the intellectual people and those who have the highlighted people with William Carey. William Carey set off at Sarampur where I was a one year masters of theology at the college of Sarampur. I could back to William Carey and the buildings and the houses which he built uh, just beside the Hooghly River. And then he had uh, many schools. And I think William Carey's was the first printing press in India, 1800s. And uh, William Carey has various literature service. And he established the Serampur College where thousands and thousands of students have graduated. And that College was affiliated with the Denmark those days in 1800. So he just not only brought the light uh, to the nation, also he brought the education, also he brought the social changes in the society. And when we are just south to the Calcutta or the Serampur, West Bengal, the missionaries came in 1800, 1810. One of the first Brahmin. Uh, Gangadhar Sharangi in the state of Odisha, he converted, he came to Christ. He was a Hindu priest. Then later on, there was a human sacrifice in our area. Then the missionaries, the William Carey's missionaries, they invaded into the mountain. There was no road, nothing, but they had to walk, they had to use the horses. Even I heard from my father and others that they used even the elephant to come into the mountain and to the settle. In 1909, they began a small uh, school, Millman School in my area. 1800, the British missionaries, they established the Havak High School, where I was one of the students in that high school. And still the name goes as a Havak, Sir Hostin Havak and Age school. So many, many educational institutions which they built and that helped to spread the gospel. In 1919, they established the Murshid Memorial Hospital in my area, Kandhamal. And through that hospital, the most of the missionaries, they went by the bullock cart because there was no motorbike, maybe. It was just 1900 and there was no car or anything. So they did a tremendous work. When I think of the Baptist Missionary Society, their work, William Carey and many other things, I am grateful, thankful, because there was nothing. Then there was no road, no electricity, no mineral water, and there was no telephone, no cell phone, no typewriters or electric machines or maybe like today what we have computers. But those guys, that did tremendous work. And many of the young Baptist missionary society who were the graduate theological graduate or maybe medical nurses, even the doctors, those who came and they died. There is one place called uh, Rasulgarh, Bhanjanagar in the state of Odisha. Many missionaries, they shed their blood, they gave their life. But that brought a hundredfold of mission transformation and the gospel spread in Khandamal. And there have been numerous people, mass movement that happened where my grandfather, my mother's father and his mother, they become first Christian. My father was a uh, non-Christian. My grandmother, my father's mother was like a village witch doctor. I still remember her when I was a small child. But my father used to go to the mission campus called the BMS Mission Campus that that time or during that time. And he used to get the training and come back and he tells about William Carey. And when I heard the name William Carey and his sacrifice, his commitment, it was a very challenging, what a honor to be a missionary from my childhood. And later on, my uncles, my mother's brothers used to come by horses preaching the gospel in my village. And through that also, I was attached to the gospel. I didn't know anything much about gospel. But my uncles, my maternal uncles used to teach me, you must read Proverbs. Proverbs have the wisdom. It will change your life. And literally that changed my life from my childhood to today. It's
1: incredible testimony. Incredible. Yes, definitely. Just to see even William Carey and how yeah. the Lord used yeah. him and, and those that he influenced and impacted with the gospel mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. Christianity just spread and the church continue to grow yeah. throughout the country. Yeah. Uh, Sam, you've talked about before, just your focus of ministry mm-hmm. there in India being on church planting. Mm-hmm. Share with us a little bit about uh, just how that is going, how mm-hmm. you've seen uh, the church continue to grow throughout uh, the ministry that God has entrusted to you, being a, a pastor mm. among pastors, and just what your vision is even for the future to see churches planted throughout the state of Orissa and even as that would expand out into other parts of the country.
0: Yes, when I was a child, I knew the value of missionaries and pastor. That was very impressive to me. But when I went to the Bible college, even in that, when I did all my study, I could see Matthew 16, Jesus said, I will build my church. So I found that is a primary goal of Jesus to come on earth and to build his church, not someone's church, because he is the one who shed the blood. and As I told you, there was a human sacrifice and many evil system in Odisha, especially also in my area, Kandamal. People used to be animistic, worshipping the mountains and spirits and so on and so forth. But when they come to Christ and in prayer, people's life changed. There was healings, deliverance. And some extent, the poverty also eradicated or the curses which was was broken by the blood of Jesus, so there was so many human sacrifices till the people in Khandmal were living in poverty. But because is the High Priest by His His sacrifice, we got the salvation by the blood of Jesus. We have been washed and we have been the inheritance of the kingdom of God. What a joy! What a honor! Me personally, I am being highly qualified in the field of theology, missiology. But church planting has been always a heart for me to plant the church and to go to the villages. And in that, I do not only just to fulfill my calling, but it gives me strength. It gives me joy to have the fellowship with the believers because when one will repent, and what a rejoicing in heaven. So when hundreds of people have been coming into Christ, what a rejoice. We just celebrate during the baptism service. And my focus has been just single focus, planting and establishing the church. Just not just plant and leave the church as it is, but to establish in terms of training, in terms of relationship, in terms of helping them, in terms of uh, keeping a good, strong fellowships and relationship. So in that, we have grown in the mountains in the three counties. We have from... 20 churches till now we have 120 churches and out of this 120 churches most of the churches are in the villages some places for baptism i have to walk like 5 miles in the mountain and the villagers they want i to go and baptize in their village then in, they don't want to come but they want we want to see you and your feet should be fall on our ground in our villages so sometimes with big procession, they take me to the villages with clothes like on the ground and above and all all with big honor. So I feel sometimes unworthy, but I am just like in a vessel for the kingdom of God. And I just lift up the name of Jesus and those who have inspired me and those who have been supporting me, like Brother Kevin has been a long-term partner with me for mission. And to fulfill the mission, because mission is the heart of God. So, when we are in the mission, we are the very heart of God, because God is the one who is the founder of mission. So, I count it's a biggest privilege to be in the mission than the world, or maybe in the secular world. So, always I'm grateful to God and the provision what He has provided, and the joy which I received. By doing planting the churches and seeing the believers coming into Christ, their life is changed and their families is changed and they are coming out from the uh, from drugs and from drinking alcohol. Many things is a total transformation, as a new creation in Jesus Christ.
1: Mm. Praise God! Now, certainly, we know as the gospel goes forth that uh, the enemy would like to to push back, and and certainly uh, we see even persecution happening. It has happened even back in 2008, as you recalled Mm -hmm. uh, in in an earlier episode. But even in recent days, recent months, there also has been persecution even there in the state that you live in. Mm -hmm. So share with us a little bit more about that and even just how you've seen Christians persevere even in the face of persecution to see the gospel go forth.
0: 2007 and 2008 persecution was the biggest persecution in the history of India. And that biggest persecution has happened, but by the grace of God, we were saved and we were able to serve. Even three hundred tons of rice we could distribute from various Christian missions by the help of light bearers truck funded by light bearers. So we are thankful, grateful, and we also transported the building materials. We built five hundred houses, hundred churches during that time. That time god used us and uh, used others also then but when the houses was rebuilt and the christians the life is changed they become more stronger and uh, more joyful even the non christians they regretted by seeing the christian oh we just uh, just like uh, destroyed the house of like 20 feet by 30 feet, but now they have like 30 feet by 60 feet, 70 feet, bigger house, two house, three house. That that made them more like a, uh, to be mad or crazy or jealous. But Christianity is still spreading. Recently nearby our village, there was a persecution. I wanted to go, but uh, Sister Heidi and Paul says, Sami, you need not to go to those kind of places because wherever God has put you, you should be faithful because you are precious for everyone. So maybe better you concentrate your work. So I concentrate, But the biggest thing is we pray for the protection of the Christians. And also through the persecution, they become stronger and stronger. They never become weaker even during the persecution time when people were in the tent, I used to go and distribute rice and clothes and blankets and various things. And people say that even if we lost everything, but not we lost Christ. And Christ gave us the strength and we never lose Christ. He is our banner. He is our provider. And we are rejoicing Christ because he is our savior. We know Jesus. So that was a very powerful testimony. Even the government governor and many people noticed what a testimony the Christians have. Even, even though they were governors and all, but when they see the Christians in the tent, refugee tent, some of them cried. And after that, the Christianity has really, really, really spread. Those who persecuted and those who killed, some of them I knew very personally, they died in different ways by some road accident, by making suicide, all these things. And some people become like mentally retarded and they are on the street, whereas the Christian who have been persecuted, they are in a better place. So God does the mighty and miracles and marvelous work, which human beings cannot do, only God can do. In that also, we are thankful and grateful to God, but we don't want that kind of persecution should happen to any of the families, any of the churches. So we urge the light bearers' partners to pray for the protection of the people of India that show that the Christians would be stronger in their faith, stronger in their communication, stronger in their testimony, and stronger in the witnesses.
1: Certainly, we will. We will be praying, even First Peter 5, yes. that yeah. those believers would entrust themselves to mm-hmm. a faithful Creator, their faithful Creator, yes. even while suffering uh, for doing good. So, we'll pray to that end. Give us maybe one or two encouraging stories over the last couple of years of ministry that you would just give praise to God for.
0: First of all, in the Kandamal district, I have been respected by the government or the public people because of the work and because of my background and qualification. Also, there are many, many new uh, Christians or evangelists, pastors, they want to work with me, which is very encouraging. As I told, you now to the 120 pastors, we are literally paying 7 to $10 a month, a month. Yet they are so happy, so grateful, so thankful to work with us, to be partners with us, to be baptized by us, and to have fellowship, have relationship, revival meeting, prayer meeting, and training to the pastor. So all this thing is very encouraging. And sometimes when I walk through the villages, what an honor they give. They spread the cloth on the ground and the cloth above the head and they t- take me into procession. And some churches, whenever they invite me speaking in the church, they take me with the uh, band set or with the band drums, like singing, praising, dancing, worshiping and all. So I just lift up the name of Jesus, how much he shed his blood and we can rejoice because of His sacrifice on the cross of Calvary, and we can be the free people, and the truth has made us free, and the grace has been sufficient to us.
1: This next question is a little bit more of a personal uh, question, but uh, you've been just faithfully serving uh, for many, many years and are so um, just grateful to to be out among the people and to, to pour your life out. Uh, for them, to see them uh, grow into maturity and into Christ. So what is it that that keeps you just faithfully uh, keeping your hand to the plow uh, over the course of these many years of ministry?
0: First of all, I see the hand of God and the calling. If God would have not called me, I could have not been in the ministry. If I would have been in the ministry, but I would have not been successful. So, most of the achievement and the most of the successful story of my life when I see in terms of ministry, not in terms of the world, I see the approval of God that God has appointed or abide in Him. And the Bible says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. And anything, everything, whatever I asked, have asked to the Lord, He's been providing, in that I see. There is a vision, there is a provision. So already the Lord has all made the provision. Otherwise, to the 120 pastors, 120 villages to reach out with motorcycle or with car, expenditure, the fuel is so high and everything. But I feel we are lacking nothing, but always we have having enough to serve the Lord. So when we have been, Faithful little, the Lord has made us more faithful and He's been providing. And this year especially, we have a big achievement, all the concrete pouring when pastors come for eating and the tile flooring inside the house. And we have extended like dormitory and we have already made the warehouse with faith, hoping to get the revival tent so that we can reach more people, more people. And another biggest thing I can tell you that Many, many pastors, many, many pastors, like work with 25 years or 30 years, even much more older than me, they say, Sir, I had worked with other mission, but never I had got a blanket like what you give, even a pair of dress or even a cloth for my wife. So none of the mission, none of the uh, missionaries or leaders have done what you are doing. So whenever we are in need, you are there. So always we are willing to work with you and more people want to come and join with you and our neighbors and our pastors, other villages people are asking how you work and how much you get and how you have been so much blessed. So would we work with you and will you introduce us? So many, many new pastors are coming, but to the older pastors because I cannot change their doctrine, cannot change their kind of thoughts, their concept and all. So I say better wherever you are, you be there. But whatever you need, we can provide, but officially we cannot take. So what we do, we really plant the brand new churches, which is like having your own children so that they will be obedient. So those kind of churches have grown, a lot of baptism has happened and yet to be baptized some more people maybe in december or maybe in january so light bearers also funded as well as also personally has given many times for the blankets so the blankets has been like a opening point or maybe like a entry point to sharing the gospel we pray with the elderly people and they we give the altar call and they come to christ and we pray then we provide the blanket and they say Oh, all my through my life, I was become old 60 years now. But the first time, very first time I'm receiving a blanket from you. What a joy. And also they acknowledge the friends and people of USA, all the people from USA, they gave this blanket. Do they know my name? Do they know my village? So what is a joy? Though you have not seen them, you have loved them like Christ did. Then what they have not seen you, they receive, which is a big faith. So it makes a change. Today also I got some calls that for blankets because so if light wearers or friends would contribute like $5, a blanket will help a family to for two to three years, a blanket for to keep them warm because most of the houses have no electricity, no good houses, mostly the dirt house and hay house.
1: bears have certainly been grateful to stand alongside you and your ministry mm-hmm. and look forward to continuing to do so. Certainly is. As- we go and, and serve alongside you, stand alongside mm-hmm. you in the ministry and, and give towards projects like that. But also, too, we want to be partnering alongside you in prayer. Yeah. So as we close out our time, what are a few ways that we can be praying for you as you go back to India and continue to serve faithfully there in Arissa?
0: Soon after my return, we will be having on 15th all our pastor to come together for a Christmas dinner. And we will provide the blanket, provide the support for Christmas gift for pastor and the family so that's a big challenge and then we'll do the blanket distribution and I have couple of uh, invitation by different churches also for some pre-Christmas some youth want to conduct so I will be very busy so pray for the strength physical strength spiritual strength and the protection for me also for our pastors who have been working in the field and last one thing i would like to tell out of 120 pastors and 120 churches none of the pastors or not no, none of the believers have affected or died by covid and during that time every month every week we used to have the fasting prayer and prayer has a power then god could do the miracle so we are thankful to god for that also
1: well, it's been our joy once again to have you as a part of the Light Bearers podcast and appreciate you coming on and, and sharing more about just the state of the church and Christianity mm-hmm. in India today and even how uh, we've seen believers stand firm in the midst of persecution and ways that we can continue to partner and, and pray alongside you in your work. So blessings to you as you uh, return back, and we look forward to seeing how the Lord continues to use you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well,
1: thanks again for joining us today on the light bears podcast to hear more stories like pastor sam's be sure to join us on this podcast or go back and listen to previous episodes as we've highlighted various partners on the field as well as our institute seminars and other resources that you can listen to on your favorite podcast channel thanks again
0: you've been listening to the light bears institute podcast a production of light bears ministries for more information Visit LightBears.com.